It's official. The critic's decision is in. Spooky World is spooktacular. Enter the new black hole. If you dare. Or the new horror house of wax. This year, don't miss the real Jason, Bobby Pickett, or Alice Cooper. Phone the 24-hour Spooky World hotline. 508-838-0200. That's 508-838-0200. Spooky World is just west of Boston. And haunts every night from October 1st till November 1st. If you had the nerve, you'd phone 508-838-0200. It's American's horror theme park. Spooky World. Well, thanks for tuning in to another surprise episode of America's Hometown Horror. My name is Mike. I am uh, flying solo as a host today. Uh, Matt, Kat, and Andrew are all uh, off doing some other things. This was a little bit on short notice. But I'm not flying solo solo in totality. I have uh, a very special guest that needs no introduction. Uh, You may recognize him from other podcasts like uh, this one or... Uh, the Spooktacular, or Spooky 101 podcast, the official podcast of Spooktacular, the movie. Uh, that would be our good friend, Tony Landry from Spooktacular. What's up, my man? Good afternoon, my friend. Everything going? Everything's great. Everything's great. So I, uh, I know that you guys have had a lot going on, and uh, you're kind of fresh off a week in Los Angeles, uh, doing lots of stuff out there, but... Most importantly, you guys had some uh, some very big things going on at uh, at Monster Palooza. Um, well, we finally got to the moment where we were able to have a screen of the film Spooktacular. So it was a lot of nerves uh, on our part, uh, Quinn's part, Gail's part, Dave's part. Um, we had some folks from some film companies there uh, who gave us some incredibly great feedback, some positive feedback that we are uh over the moon about so uh we cannot wait to see where this goes forward from here uh a lot of people have been asking when the boston screening is be patient myself included (laughs) be patient be patient we're uh we're uh we're gonna try to get something done here and uh, obviously we know that uh, the history of that haunt in berlin and at foxborough is woven into the fabric of what's turned into the haunt community today and we're going to get it to you. Just be patient. We appreciate all your support. Um, We owe the whole 100 interviews we did during the process. And uh, I know that after people see this, there were a lot of people who were on the borderline uh, of talking about it due to things outside of our control here at the film. But uh, we've always had an open door policy for anybody who wanted to speak good, bad, and different about the film. And uh, let's just say a few of the offers that uh, were entertaining are are intriguing, exciting at the same time. So uh, we are incredibly happy. Uh, we're going to be putting out in our social media uh, a few of the reactions. We had reactions from folks who exited the film who weren't in. What we did was we went to Monster Palooza. On the Friday night, we had a panel hosted by Tony Timpone, the legendary former editor of Fangoria Magazine, uh, who he and his wife, uh, Marguerite, I could not speak more highly. I feel like I have a new uncle and aunt with them. Uh, they treated Maria and I like gold. Uh, Kane Hodder uh, was, had a great dinner with all of us that night before the film. We had a little mini celebration that we're finally at that moment. Uh, we, if you were at Monster Palooza, you may have noticed that Kane Hodder's booth, Doug Bradley's booth, uh, and Daniel Roebuck, who was on the panel with us, who's in Spooktacular, the movie, 
they all had a very, very short limited edition industry screening only t-shirt at their uh, autograph stations at Monster, Monster Pollution. So anybody who has an autographed spectacular t-shirt right now, uh, hold on to that. It's going to, it's going to gain some uh, steam as we go forward. Seems like that's going to be a collector's item for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Only 200 were made. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I, I should say, because I'm, I'm just assuming here that um, if you're listening to this episode, you've probably either listened to one of the other episodes that we that, uh, you've come on to our show, Tony, and talked about the movie. But I guess for those who may be new listeners, can you give us a brief overview of Spooktacular, how it came to be, how it's evolved, and pretty much what the journey has been like so far. I know it's a, a wide encompassing question, but I feel like it would probably be a good set of baseline for some people who may not know. Sure thing. Uh, anybody who is a fan of haunted houses uh, at your local grade school uh, that the kids put on, your high schoolers, uh, to up to great places like Barrett's Haunted Mansion. That I had a great episode that Mike aired from there, uh, as well as uh, a couple of the haunts in uh, New Hampshire. And a few other places. There's haunts everywhere this October, and we want them to be more. The more haunters, the better, in my opinion. But all of that, if you trace back the steps, um, there was a place in Berlin, Massachusetts, back in the early 90s that started off as the Berlin Fun Farm and turned into something magical uh, at the time. It was called Spooky World in Berlin, Massachusetts. Box. And uh, David Bertolino's journey uh, from running. Uh, a, a gag shop, a joke shop uh, in Tremont Street in Boston, uh, to him owning Boston Costume, and then having the idea of bringing a haunted hayride and massive haunted house attraction with the help of Tom Savini building one of those haunted houses uh, really took the haunt industry into a brand new stratosphere. And it took uh, incredibly gifted and passionate haunters to make that happen, a great staff. And that tradition still continues on today. Uh, it's very much a haunter-driven business. The passion these folks have is incredible. And I wish we could have interviewed more and more and more, and I'm sure we really could. But uh, as we stand right now, uh, we're basically bringing you folks the story of probably the first uh, haunted theme park in America. And it was right in our backyard in Berlin. It truly is an incredible story. And I remember when I first came across the fact that this was being made and you and I first got to talking about this and I, you know, you and I both had numerous experiences at Spooky World over in Berlin and Foxborough. So, and I, I know that you and I have talked at length about this in the past, but safe to say this podcast would not be here and I would be nowhere near as big of a fan of the horror industry as a whole if it weren't for Spooky World. So I owe a great debt of gratitude to Spooky World, to David. And I have to say, you know, it's been it's been pretty great to see uh, David get to kind of go on a little bit of a, a tour to promote this. You can see just how exuberant he is and how uh, how psyched he is to see this this uh, this project come to fruition, I would say. Uh, he is over the moon uh, about where we're at right now. So uh, I am I am beyond happy where we are to um, what. Quinn Monahan and uh, Gail have put together because uh, to, for those who haven't worked on a film, opening the curtain a little bit, um, you can't just say, here's the documentary or here's the film. You need to have somebody to write that and effective flow the storyline. So uh, we're taking the truths of the time, placing them down and weaving them all together like a quilt. And uh, what Gail and Quinn have done, 
after seeing so we saw the a little over two hour cut of the film and i'd say we're nearly at the finish line it's, okay i was gonna i was gonna ask if yeah. you guys had like a, a an idea of how long it was gonna be yeah well uh that's uh i can't really get into that so to speak because i'll put it this way we have a bounty of riches when it comes to um the amount of footage so the two-hour presentation for the industry uh, was a home run and uh they like flexibility so whether it be shaved off a little or whether it's turned into something else we have the ability to accommodate and uh where we sit right now uh we feel very confident that this is going to be uh to quote an anonymous person who came out of the screening this is going to be uh a timeless halloween film that people can refer to every and this person no part of the production uh is in the industry and said there's a lot of things with a shelf life this is not one of them so uh once i heard that i i tried to contain myself and i said thank you very much for your your input and we look forward to speaking with you more so uh yeah so what we also did for the screening not only with industry folks we actually had a handful of extra seats available so what we did was we identified people on the floor of Monster Palooza who would want to go. And I think that it's important that, yes, we, our built-in fan base here in Massachusetts craving this, and I can't wait for them. Um, but to have somebody who hasn't seen or didn't know people on the West Coast, Monster Palooza is in, in Pasadena, California. A lot of these folks weren't old enough to even know it existed in Massachusetts. To be able to see their reaction coming out and a few of the things we heard was, I hadn't heard of this, but this all makes sense now as to why the haunt industry where it is now. It's a, a fun, fun movie, and it's informative, and uh, it's just timeless. And to hear strangers' reactions, uh, as opposed to mine, because I had my feelings on it as well, to, to hear what these strangers off the street heard about our film and saw, they were psyched and they can't wait for the rest of the world to see it. That's incredible. And, and count, count me among those that cannot wait. Um, and I know you, you talked about kind of like the timeless nature of, of this movie. And nostalgia, I feel like, plays a big part in our society right now and in pop culture in lots of different ways. Now, I mean, look, yeah, look, look, I know people can't see, but behind you, you have about? that incredible, incredible, <laughs> incredible spooky world sign. But I mean, I know you and I have talked about this before. I like will still from time to time in October or hey, not even just in October, a random month in the year. I'll go on YouTube and I'll throw on that original spooky world VHS movie just to kind of, you know, give myself something to, you know, make me feel like I'm back in October uh, in New England uh, when there were simpler times and as as you have mentioned several times, get to hear that nice little spooky world jingle and uh, go on that awesome haunted hayride and all those haunted attractions. So I, I really can't wait to see what what comes of this. And I, I, I'm, I'm thrilled. I cannot wait to see what what the movie entails. Well, the cool part is when you do a film like this, you, there's a series of finish lines. You it's you think you have the completed story and then one phone call changes everything. And then you say, I have to dig into this. This is going to create a whole new wrinkle of the story. We need to speak with this person, this person, this person. So literally uh, at the beginning of January, we thought we were done. In the can, done, just uh, editing, color correction, all the all the uh, the important stuff that needs to be done to present a quality film. Um, 
but then we get a heads up that there's a very crucial part to finality of the finale of that presented itself to and it took the help of a lot of people to put us in touch with these parties because they don't even live in the U.S. Anymore. And uh, if anybody knows anything about the Hell House of Hollywood uh, at 6666 Hollywood Boulevard back in the 90s, um, that plays into the end of our film. And then we started hearing after we dug into that more testimonials from former staff who worked at Spooky World lended credence to a lot of those that hovered around um, what Hell House of Hollywood David Bertolino's chance meeting uh, with the high priestess LeVay and uh, Nicholas Schreck and what that played in affecting what happened in Spooky World in Berlin. Wow. <laughs> Wild stuff. I, I would not have expected that. But I mean, I, I guess I can see it because, you know, not only David, but Spooky World had such a such a huge influence on the haunt industry as a whole. So uh, I, I, to see it come full circle is incredibly exciting. So I, I guess I have to ask. So... Talk to me just about Monster Palooza. What was the experience like there? Obviously, you guys had the panel and, and you had, uh, the, you know, Tony Timpone running it. Obviously, you mentioned him already. But like, what, what was the experience like at Monster Palooza? How, how was it? It must have been a whirlwind. So coming from the time that we've just encountered, everything that's gone on with 2020, uh, the public just wanting to be around each other and see their friends and dress up and meet their favorite celebrity. This felt like the first full time we do that. And uh, from that point of view, uh, I think it was, it reminded me of where I came from when I stepped on the floor because I went into the floor of, of Monster Lusa with some work-related things to do, um, supplying the team celebrities like that, uh, going around the floor with David, speaking to other folks from the movie, getting ready for our panel that night. Um, but there was a moment because I've been to the Pasadena Convention Center before. I went to the Halloween 40. Actually, speaking of which, uh, if anybody's familiar with Sean Clark and Chris Nelson, they were very much there. They have their own podcast. Uh, and Sean owns uh, Celebrity All-Stars. He represents many of the celebrities on the floor. And he has been in touch with as well um, regarding the film. Uh, he wanted to be at the panel. They had a party to go to at 40. But uh, him and Chris Nelson both said, yeah, uh, between your invite and Tony Timpone's invite, we're upset we can't go tonight. And uh, we're going to try to help them out in the future, taking a look at this, because they have uh, helped us out promoting it last year on their show as well. Um, but to know the the people from the top to the fans walking in the door, how excited they were about this film that they had never heard of. And it played into our panel. But the thing about the panel was it wasn't connected to the main Pasadena Convention building. You had to walk outside, and right about 20 feet away from their doors is a uh, convention hall where we had the panel. And that was also where Tim Curry was doing his autographs and photo ops. So uh, you walk through. I couldn't believe the size of the hall. And uh, David, myself, Quinn, Danny Wolf, and Dan Roebuck, uh, great Dan Roebuck, uh, joined us from all the Rob Zombie films and the upcoming Munster film. He was on our panel as well. And... Uh, we went up there, and the, it was like a theater where the lights on the stage were blinding, and you couldn't see the crowd. It was black. Once the panel ended, we realized just how many people were there because we were giving out tickets to the screening as well as T-shirts to a handful of people, and the line kept going. And I said, wait a minute. Is this how many people were here? And I asked Maria, and Maria said, yes, it was packed. 
That's incredible. Yeah, Tony Timpone the next day uh, texted us and said that was the the most populated panel audience that I have seen and since I've been working with for a Friday night. So for our little movie, uh, our movie about Massachusetts and a haunted Massachusetts to have that kind of panel, um, uh, it validated everything it done. It's a new wave of excitement and eagerness hit us. So uh, yeah, the panel went great. It ran nearly an hour. Um, Dan Roebuck's a riot. Danny Wolf, I am so honored to be able to work with him and uh, potentially work with him more in the future. It, it, I'm just still kind of on cloud nine from it all. It's like a pinch me as this real moment, you know? I can imagine. And I, I, I did have a chance to watch some of the panel. Um, David did send me over a YouTube clip of everything that was on there. So I was able to watch most of it. I'll say uh, Roebuck is definitely the life of the party. He made me laugh quite a few times. Uh, but... <laughs> You, you were just talking about like how you didn't even realize how many people were in there until after the fact. I feel like that might have almost been a good thing if I were in your shoes because I know that I would have been up there and I probably would have, would have had a little bit of stage fright. So I got to give you some serious credit. <laughs> you know, uh, I think that that really does us a favor. Uh, I, I, anybody who goes up on stage, you're just talking to all five of the people on stage. Um, but then just having that black wall in front of you uh, – it's nice. It gives you a little like Christmas morning surprise when the panel's over and you see just how many people wanted to hear you speak, which ask Maria, she, she barely wants to. Hear. So just, uh, <laughs> just uh, coming, coming into that and seeing that these people with these such, it, it was, and the great part was it was like parents and kids together. So it really plays into what spooky world was. We accommodated two different masters the adult who had a different view of horror and the kid who had a, a, another different view of horror and they wanted to see it and they saw it as a family. And it kind of goes back to what David put together in the nineties, making it accessible to everybody, you know? So uh, yeah, we were, um, we're on cloud nine and we even had people who uh, I, I saw them during the floor of the convention who I invited, who were incredible costumes. You know how monsters it goes. The detention, the detail that the fans have in their costumes were incredible. So I, I said, you know what? Effort gets rewarded here. People who, if you're putting that much effort into this and trying to bring joy to others while you're on the floor doing photos and stuff, come to our premiere. Come to the industry screening. And we had a couple of people who had probably sat in their costume 12 to 16 hours, show up there. And by the way, it was one of the hottest weeks in Southern California in years. It was in, it was around a hundred nearly every day during the week. It was incredible. So these Yikes. folks still showed up, committed to the cause, wearing their cosplay. And it was great. So uh, we were thrilled. We were absolutely thrilled. That's incredible. And I, I would just say, you know, it must be so rewarding for all of you guys, knowing how hard you've worked in this film to see that, to see that, you know, pay off in that way. That's great. Yeah. I think that the person who, was the most stressed, but at the end of the night, who felt even more motivated was Quinn. Because uh, Quinn and his partner, Gail, have spent, uh, gone through health issues, gone through a pandemic, and still came out on the other side. They literally spend 16 hours a day working. We don't have a, we don't have a big team, and it's very much an indie production. And what we all do is we're all a bunch of Swiss Army knives, and we all lend a little bit, and that we have knowledge of or have the ability to do. And then we also try to be like, well, what else can I help on? What else can I learn to help with? And uh, 
they need to make a documentary about making this. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I'm, I wish that we were recording everything behind the scenes because if you saw the, you're going to see the politics and the drama and the laughs and the tears in our film, but that same exact stuff happened making this. It's it's like just a guarantee. Anytime you go into an endeavor like this, you're going to have to navigate some landmines. You're going to have to navigate politics in the haunt industry and personalities. And the entire time we've had our door open and we're like, look, just want to talk to you folks and have your voice heard. And I'm so grateful that a lot of people um, stepped up who were a vital part of, of the history of the haunt in Berlin and Foxborough and told their truth. And Quinn and Gail, like I said, wove everything in so well. So uh, I really, really, I can't, I'm so excited because I feel like with what we were left with, with feedback that we can literally provide uh, any form of a, a film or a series. That, so that that's the beauty. Of it. Awesome. Awesome. So I, uh, I heard I heard David introduce you at the panel as uh, or mention that you were uh, probably Spooky World's biggest super fan. Did you meet anybody else out there that uh, you feel could challenge you for that title or are you pretty much holding strong on that? Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I, when Dave, when I'm going to be full honest on this, when David says that, um, I, I, yeah, I, I have Spooky World um, has a place in my heart. Uh, simply because of it was just like you, it it really affected my trajectory when it come when it came to what I took in for entertainment, um, what I enjoy, um, but also connected me closer by them taking me there long before I could. So uh, I'm sure everybody remembers their first like trip to Disney World or their first uh, trip somewhere with their family, and they look back on it. And if if you're like me and your family for the most part, is is no longer there, unfortunately. Um, you look back to those moments that you shared with them, common space, and the entertainment and the, the laughs, because I remember my uncle laughing on that hayride with some of the... Because everybody loved their job at, at Spooky World in Berlin, and they had fun with it, too, and they were given the freedom. So what that place has provided for me, I never... Who would have ever anticipated that I would go from just seeking out a, a button that I lost? to uh to helping tell david's story and tell folks the story of america's first horror theme park so to that level did i meet any other super fans of spooky world in pasadena no but what we were able to do was there's a there's a craving for knowledge that i love that people have and documentaries and films like this people are eating up like comfort you want to know the origins it's like this is the direction that films are going in now whether it be marvel or other things origins telling people how the hero came to be and the origin of spooky world which i look at as uh, what david put together in the 90s and early 2000s the the template for what haunted attraction should be these folks after they watched it all of a sudden became new that was what was incredible we have new fans of an entity in Berlin and Foxborough that isn't even married. And I think the one thing I heard from these new fans was they regret not being able to go there or weren't alive at the time. But for the, the, the hand, so I'm trying to think in the audience how many people. So it was myself, Bill Tataglia, who is the other MVP of this production with all the work he's done behind the scenes. David Roebuck Timpone. 
So out of, and maybe Marguerite, Tony's wife, out of all the people in two screenings, there was only five people that had actually been there to live it. And so for us to wow. see new fans growing in front of us for something that doesn't even exist and talking to them after, um, I think that shows how powerful that this film can be, that we're creating fans for something that doesn't exist. You just took the words right out of my mouth. I, I was going to say, you know, obviously the, the park doesn't exist anymore, but if I think there's many good things that are going to come out of this movie, but if there was one thing that came out of it, that would be a lasting thing. If it, if it just, if it inspires people to visit more haunted attractions or hell, even work in the haunt industry and create their own haunted attractions and rise through the industry. Like somebody like David did. I feel like these types of stories can help that industry that you and I love so much continue to grow and expand. So more eyeballs on this story and anything related to the haunt industry are a good thing. In my opinion, I a hundred percent agree. Um, I think one of the things we touch upon in the, that a lot of people work and go into this industry, um, may not have had a family or an environment like that until they came. And I think that that is one of the most important things to come out of this film is just how wonderful a place that these haunters who have kept a tradition of educating, protecting, and bringing along the correct way haunt workers. From the kid who has the passion, the kid who does high school theater, who doesn't fit in in high school, um, to the kids who just love horror movies. Um, the, like my, my buddy Bill with Linnell, uh, who still works in the industry, Scott Hatch, Brian Chamberlain, who I now count as friend. Um, they were on our podcast. It was called Forever Foxborough because they were incredible feature uh, feature performers in Foxborough. And just to hear how they provided a safe to work in and how they care about each other and how um, as a wrestling, uh, there's protection of, and it's it's a right. You have to protect the business you work there and you protect each other. And it, it's provided something for people that I didn't know and I have the utmost respect for now. And uh, I'm so grateful that they were willing to open up to me because they're so careful about who they open up to. And I think that the public needs to know how to respect these workers um, because we know what it was like going on these hayrides as a kid. You have over-enthusiastic over teenagers who may be injuring workers and assaulting them. And that's brought up in this film. And it's obviously leaned in on very heavily that never do that but um what i learned from the folks who worked in this industry is something that uh i, I will i will always have a place at my table for a haunted worker 100 percent. and they keep the grounds fertile and they the kids the right way and they show them respect and um i saw a lot of the people in the audience who looked like potential haunt workers who wanted to know more and if we're able to keep that harvest going um, we've given back in a way, and I hope we. It definitely takes a, a lot of passion and a special kind of a uh, little bit of crazy to work at a haunted attraction. I'm speaking from experience, having done it myself. Uh, it's it's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun, and it's very rewarding. Um, I uh, having done it, I do prefer being a spectator and a guest at a haunted attraction. But hey, there's a special place in my heart for those people that uh, that that do the work. Because it's a lot. And, yeah, you know, it's... The world it's, helped motivate you, right? Sure did. Sure did. 
I don't think I would have been, uh, you know, working at Barrett's Haunted Mansion as a, as a character or a character if I uh, hadn't been at Spooky World when I was growing up. Just like everything else, you know, it's all it's all related. 100%. So it's we're, it's this butterfly effect of the haunt industry. Yeah, for sure. So Tony, I uh, you've been very gracious with your time here. I I just want to ask before we let you go. I know uh, there's probably a lot you want to say, but you may not be able to say at this point. Uh, what's coming up next for Spooktacular? What can we expect? Uh, is there anything that you can share with us? Okay, uh, what I can share um, is that uh, we're going to be ha- just be real careful with this. Um, so there's. I didn't a, mean for that to be a leading question no, to get you in trouble. No, it's, it's okay. <laughs> I like. It challenges me to be creative with my words, which I like to. Um, the like I said, we're nearly at the finish line. Um, for which version? Uh, we're we're just about there for one. Um, but if options come up, we can accommodate other things. Um, we're we're really sitting on a bounty of riches. And I said this um, with the amount of footage we have. The um, we're eager to get this to the public uh we want the fans to uh celebrating this film but uh right now uh we're so close to the finish line we just ask you a little more patient um there's so many things in this industry that uh, people just were like hey when are we going to see the movie i mean we see this in our thread all the time and it breaks my heart and and i don't even engage half the time because i'm like i, I can't definitively tell you when until a lot of things in the mechanism behind the scene are done business so it's coming uh it's just about done uh we had an industry screen and uh it's going to be coming i think sooner than people think so fingers crossed uh we appreciate all your support and then leading up to that uh, i've held in the can i have about five interviews already ready to go leading up to when we officially release it to a uh, uh, extended interview with uh many of the people in the haunt industry uh as well as a certain gentleman who had something with the hell house of hollywood uh so I have a very long form interview with that person in germany so we'll see when it happens but follow our social media spooktacular the movie on instagram follow spooktacular on it's not spooktacular that was my screw up when I initially changed the title of Facebook. It's spooktacular. So spooktacular. Uh, yes, spooktacular on Facebook. And if you need to reach us via email, we have a new email address, info at spooktacularthemovie.com. So uh, please reach out to us. But uh, also, Mike, uh, we know how much that you folks have done for us uh, during the, the production and the support and the passion. You, Kat, Andy, and the rest of you. Um, I came back from California. Oh, oh boy. Would you look at that? Wow. Individually numbered and everything, I see. Wow. So oh, my three. God. You all have a thank you coming to you. And that is from David himself. And he That's fantastic. You. Well, and thank you very much. Thank, well, That's fantastic. You, man. And we have a yeah. couple more thank yous to, to send out. Um, Del Howison from Dark Delicacies and his wife uh, helped us greatly with the final uh, connection uh, to uh, Hell House of Hollywood. We'd like to thank them. I stopped by their store and actually, guess what I found? The first edition. Whoa. First edition. I I couldn't believe it. It was like it was meant to be. So we're going to be cooking with uh, Vincent Price in this household soon. 
And uh, some very macabre recipes, indeed. And uh, we want to thank everybody in that we uh, encountered out in Hollywood in Pasadena. Everybody who showed up to the screenings, um, we're so happy that we were able to deliver. And uh, we can't wait to deliver this to you. And I know uh, a lot of people are eager and they're frustrated and they've been waiting a while for that. It's coming. It's it's coming. We just showed it to the industry. Um, you're going to be rewarded with this in whatever form it takes on. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're just about here. Hell yeah, man. Well, there you go. You heard it directly from the mouth of the man himself. Patience is, in fact, a virtue, folks, and your patience will be rewarded. And Excellent. Thank you, thank you yeah, of course. for supporting us. Well, hey, it, it's uh, it's my pleasure, Tony, and thanks, as always, for uh, for coming on the show. You know, we love having you on. It's great to talk to you about the film, about horror, about anything horror-related in general. So we really do appreciate the time. Anytime, my friend, give me a shout-out. We would uh, love to join up with you folks again at some point and maybe review something together. You certainly will. You certainly will. So, yeah, as Tony mentioned, you can find them on Instagram. You can find them on Facebook and Twitter, and you can also email them as well, info at spooktacularthemovie.com. Correct? Correct. Excellent, excellent. Well, Tony, thanks again, and we look forward to hearing from you soon. Have a good night, everybody. Hey everyone, it's Mike from America's Hometown Horror, and just wanted to say thank you again for listening to another episode of our show, because of course, we would be nothing without you listeners. If you are interested in more local Plymouth podcasts, I would highly recommend you check out uh, some shows by our cohorts on the Inebriart Podcast Network. That's right, the Inebriart Podcast Network, folks. In addition to America's Hometown Horror, you can find the Inebriart Podcast, Bar Talk, Theme Park Legends, Retro Redoctopus and Old Colony Cast, head on over and give them a listen.